Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. I'm Chris, and tonight I'm joined by Tony and Adam. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey. How's everybody? Okay. Doing well. Okay. Well, you know who's not doing well? Who's Liza. that? It would be Liza. Okay, everyone who listens to the show knows that Liza lives in Louisiana, and it, as it turns out, Liza lives where the hurricane was coming right toward. So her mom's house is destroyed, her sister's house is destroyed, Liza doesn't have a roof. Basically, if you don't hear from Liza in the next couple of weeks, this is why. So all of her thoughts are with Liza, we love her, she's got a great attitude, and we know she'll come out of this okay. I've been to that area and nice people. Um, yeah. Everyone's, you know, Southern hospitality and um, it's not good. I mean, all the pictures you've seen are true. So I just think about that, I guess. Well, that's right. Cause you went down there and she showed you how to edit the podcast. Yeah. That yeah. was cool. You, that was really nice of you to make that effort. Yeah. Um, well, hey, I need, now now it's needed, especially. So. I know. <laughs> Believe me, I've been thinking about that because God knows I can't do it. Um, so you know, if, events like that really touch home when uh, it's it's someone that you know. You know, you always hear about this on the evening news, and oh, hey, another hurricane's coming. Yeah, are the levees going to hold in Louisiana again? Twenty foot storm surge, and then you realize that you know someone you talk to, uh, you know pretty much four or five times a week is uh is right in the thick of it and then when you see the pictures that she posts afterwards it just it really makes it real yeah it really it's not does. just it's not just a news story well i know she'll make it out okay and she's got a lot of support so i think that that's gonna help so and of course as always she's making inappropriate jokes and being her usual self so we um look forward to getting her back on the show we miss her okay i actually have two happy things to talk about two listeners are both having babies they're not having them together actually just incidentally so the first couple is nick and sasha and we love nick and sasha Sasha's actually an agent with the agency and nick and i go way back and so they're they're expecting a little one and and they surprised me with the news in magic kingdom uh this sunday it was it was very sweet they took out a little um onesie and we took some pictures with in front of different you know little places with the onesie it's very cute and the other one is courtney and jonathan and they are expecting a baby as well which i just found out when i got an email from her asking for a trip a little baby moon, as they call them. So good luck to both of these couples, and I know they'll both be good parents. So so tonight we're going to talk about news, which is kind of one of our favorite things to do. And one thing we want to talk about is always we want to talk about food, right? So I'm going to turn it over to Adam because he's going to talk about some restaurants that are opening. Okay. I didn't even realize that some of these were closed. Gaston's Tavern, Magic Kingdom, will be opening September 4th, and ABC Commissary at Hollywood Studios is going to be opening for lunch October 8th. I didn't realize those two weren't even open, but Gaston's Tavern I love for the cinnamon rolls. And ABC Commissary you love for the air conditioning and the 1990s um, graphics, right? Like a back. <laughs> yeah. That's the restaurant where Liza said they should make it to a bachelor-themed restaurant, which I think was perfect, but... Um, I- Agree. Maybe maybe when they get some more customers, they'll start doing that. But uh, the two big ones that are opening are 
Hollywood and Vine at Hollywood Studios. That's going to open for a character meal September 25th. And it's uh, Minnie in a Halloween costume along with Mickey Mouse and their friends. They don't say who the friends are. But they're all going to be in Halloween costumes, which is pretty cool. That was a buffet. My guess is it's going to have to switch to like a family style like they've been doing at the other buffets. Because they haven't gone back to buffets since they've reopened. And the other one that's opening is Cinderella's Royal Table in Cinderella's Castle in Magic Kingdom. Opening September 24th. But that will not have characters. No princesses in Cinderella's Royal Table. I do not see the point of that without the princesses. Even if they socially distanced them like they're doing in other restaurants like Topolino Terrace. I would I would get that without the princesses to charge the amount of money that they're charging for Royal Table. I think that's a little bit... I don't want to use the phrase ripoff, but I'm going to use the phrase ripoff. Yeah, the pricing on the website, we don't know if it's for this new experience without characters, but like breakfast was 62 for adults, 37 for kids. Dinner, 75 for adults, 45 for kids, plus add-on tax and, and gratuity. That's what's on the website right now. Not sure if that is for going forward or if they're going to reduce it if there's no characters. I kind of feel like they would have to. They can't charge yeah, the same price, to. right? I, I think they're going to reduce it. If they don't, I would be a little surprised. People do want to eat in the castle. You know, they want to see what it looks like, but they also expect to have characters there. So they'll have to reduce it because, I mean, and not to be critical, but the food really isn't a draw. The food's never been good there. So... I think they'll reduce the price. I still wouldn't pay for it. You know how, how long? How long has it been since you've eaten there? It's been probably two years, maybe not quite that much. Okay, the the last time I was there, um, which is probably a good four or five years, they had switched from the all you could eat. You know, they bring everything out to the table, family style meal. To okay, you have to pick whether you want the yogurt cup, the stuffed French toast. Uh, you, you know, they 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 took away the the open family style breakfast where they brought you a little bit of everything to you have to pick an entree. And to me, that, that was a, that was a downer, you know, well, I that's liked, how it was when I was there as well. You know, I, I liked having a little bit of everything. I like the family style meal. I don't like having to choose, you know, one entree for when I'm walking in there as a family of four and spending $300. Yeah. I don't just want one order of stuffed French toast. I want an order of scrambled eggs with that. You know, or, or something. Right. Um, and, and now to, you know, if they're going to keep up that same pricing model and not have princesses there. I mean, it's a great venue. You know, it's it's gorgeous inside. It's it's very well maintained. But part of the price is the character experience. And if they're not going to include the character experience, I would hope that they adjust the price. I guess time will tell. Yeah, I think we'll find out probably in a couple of weeks what they're going to do. I mean, you know, they're doing the best they can. And I, I think, obviously, they can't have princesses in there right now. So, I mean, I think it makes sense. What other locations? You mentioned that Hollywood and Vine is opening. Which characters? That's Minnie Mouse, Mickey Mouse, and Friends in Halloween costumes. Okay. All right. I'm assuming the Friends are, well, it's going to be Pluto, Goofy, Donald and Daisy. It's probably two of those four. Right. But maybe they rotate. I don't know. They all have good Halloween costumes if they want to wear them. 
<laughs> which I guess they're going to wear, but yeah. Know. Oh, those are super cute. I love yeah. those. Yeah. There's no question. I think that one will be worth it. You know, again, Cinderella's roll table, maybe a little, maybe not so much. So I don't think it's nice of them to open up that restaurant and charge that amount of money and not have anything going on inside. I, if I remember, it's been a while for me. They have like two tiers. They almost could like have the princesses walk around on the upper tier and just like right. stand there and say hello <laughs> if they wanted to, or at least one of them, Cinderella you know, they could, could do that. Yeah. And Prince Charming, they could like throw a little like, hey, throw Prince Charming and Fairy Godmother in there, change it up, then they could charge the same amount of money, and people would show up because it's different. You know what they are doing that's really cute? They're having the stepsisters outside of the castle up on the balcony. And the first time I was there, and this is in the back of the castle, um, that little walk area. The first time I was there in like June, or sorry, July, I wasn't there in June because otherwise I would have broken in and that's not a good thing. Um, But when I was there in July, they were talking, but they didn't have any kind of like way to, you know, their voice, like any uh, microphones. But now they have microphones and they are funny. So if you walk by, they're probably going to say something to you. So that was, I thought, super cute. That is a fun way to kind of see characters. There are, if you're a character person, I think there are a lot of interesting character kind of things going on, you know, in the park. So it's not entirely, you know, devoid of that. But unfortunately, the character meals are just not going to be the same for a while. So, and I think people just have to accept that, you know, you, you have to kind of get to a point where you realize that things are just not normal right now, but they will be eventually. So I'm going to turn it over to Tony and he's going to talk about some hotel news. Thanks, Chris. Big news. If you're a Marriott fan, uh, we all know that they were expanding the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin property, uh, and they've put a new resort up and the new building. It was known as the Cove. However, it is now known as the Walt Disney World Swan Reserve, hmm. which makes me think I'm going to see swans in a pond somewhere. It doesn't sound like a, a resort name. You know, it's no Disney Lakeside Lodge. You right. Know? Um, I, I don't know what it is with the crazy names these days. I kind of like the Cove, but uh, the Cove is going to be specifically a geared towards convention crowds. Uh, There's going to be an additional 349 rooms, which will bring the total number of rooms between the Swan, the Dolphin, and the Cove to 2,600. It's going to be a 14-floor resort, and on the rooftop, there is going to be a rooftop lounge and restaurant with ceiling-to-glass, ceiling-to-floor windows, so you will have a great view of Walt Disney World. And in other news for the hotel is they actually had the topping off ceremony two days ago where the final piece of steel was laid for the uh, 14th floor roof. So, you know, they're starting to put the the glass up on the walls and some decorative concrete panels on the side. So construction's coming along. Can I just say something about that? Yes. It's a behemoth. Is it? It is really big and... It better be attractive because it's like you you see it like anywhere around there. You're just coming like down World Drive or you're you're coming across that one overpass over World Drive and you're like, whoa, it's huge. Worse yet, you're golfing at Fantasia Gardens and what used to be just a giant tented party area is now a 14-story hotel. Yeah, it's big. Normally, you know, Disney, even though this is not a Disney property, 
it is on property and they usually do a great job like you don't really know that the swan the swan and dolphin are just manicured very nicely you know and yeah. and this just looks like they dropped it in a parking lot which is essentially what they did yeah and you know that i like i'm not nitpicky about disney stuff i usually support what disney does i you know, even like the gondolas, you know, initially I was like, this is a bad idea. Now I, I really think the gondola is like the best thing ever. But this, this is ugly. It's big. I mean, it's a little disappointing. Adam? Yeah, so if you're not familiar, this is next to Fantasia Gardens, Miniature Golf, which is very close to Swan and Dolphin. It's sort of like Chris said, across from Buena Vista Drive from Hollywood Studios. I saw online, and it made perfect sense. The name change allows them to charge more money for the hotel. Would you rather stay at the Cove, or would you rather stay at the Reserve? It's like a marketing thing, you know? I don't know that you can dress that up. It's like putting lipstick on a pig. You know, it is what it is. It's in a parking lot. It's right there. It's right next to a road. I mean, there's not a lot of room for like a bunch of trees or gorgeous stuff around it. Like most Disney resorts, you don't like when you're at Boardwalk, that's all you see, Boardwalk, right? It's beautiful, it's gorgeous. This not that's not going to happen here. So No, it's going to be welcome to the cove. Would you like to use the pool? Okay, cross the street to the uh, Swan and Dolphin pool area, which is yeah. a really nice pool area, but it's it's across a street. It's across right. a four lane. It's across a four lane road. But when mm-hmm. you think about who's booking this, it's companies booking it for a convention. That's true. They're yeah. looking at a. They're not looking at pictures. They're looking at like. Well, they might be looking at pictures, and the pictures always are doctored up for these hotels. They're yes. looking also at a list, and they see something called the reserve. The what is it? The reserve at the Swan. It is Swan now reserve. the. Walt Disney World Swan Reserve. Yeah, so they're going to see the Walt Disney World Swan Reserve, and they're going to be like, ooh. And it's plus it's built 2020 or 2021 when it opens. They're going to look at that and go, ooh, we're booking that. And it's Marriott that decides the pricing, and they can charge it recordingly. There's a whole reason why these resorts even exist on Disney property. It's all a Michael Eisner Marriott thing that involves New York real estate. It's really crazy to get into all of that it's kind of funny how it still is around and and how they were able to add to it i guess they had that little piece of property I don't oh know. god the, the the swan and dolphin are hideous on the outside now on the inside the hotel rooms are really nice i, I will admit for that but and the location's really great but the the outside it's it's just my kids even hate it like even when they were eight they would be like that's really ugly you know i mean it's it was it was it was really ugly it's so very 90s miami vice color scheme yeah isn't it it the guy who did it wasn't he the same guy who like designs teapots for target <laughs> he does. It's the same guy. I can't remember his name. I don't, no offense, because I have no talent whatsoever. But the reality is, it's just ugly. I'm I sure don't know. He's very wealthy. I don't know about that, but he, I know he's a, and I could look this up later. But I know he's a famous architect, and I'm pretty sure the guy did the Hotel New York in Paris, Disneyland Paris. Mm. Because if you look at that design, it's very similar to this now it might not be the same architect but i know it's supposed to be the same architecture yeah are we talking about michael graves yeah michael graves that's it he does design teapots years ago he used to have a deal with target i can remember seeing them and going "Eh, no 
Well, I can tell you he does not have a deal with Target anymore. <laughs> oh, why, why did something bad happen? Uh, he has not been with us since 2015. Well, bless his heart. Okay. I do not mean to speak ill of the dead, as they say. However, it's not a great looking hotel. So on that note. If you want to book it, let us know. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Especially in this environment, let us know. I mean, we can book it. The problem is a lot of times you can't book it through Disney. So they, they give Disney only a very small amount of their inventory and it goes really fast because you can book it as a good neighbor. So what, and you don't get to use um, Magical Express regardless. So a lot of times we have to go direct to the hotel, which is fine. But, you know, I think most people when they're going to Disney prefer to book with Disney. So I wish they would give us more Uh rooms. He also designed the Team Disney headquarters in Burbank, California, hmm. which is interesting. I, if I'm not mistaken, there's also the, he. I think he also designed the cast building near Disney it Springs. Looks a lot like it, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It does if you think about it. Yep, that's you could, true. You could see those from that highway that was just four, right? That's I four. Yeah, yeah, the big highway. And you can see it from Disney Springs too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so a little Michael Graves uh, architecture information for you guys. I'm so excited. <laughs> I had no idea. Now I'm talking bad about a guy who passed away. While we're on the subject of architecture, hotels, and Disney, yes. what a great segue. Oh, my gosh. Are you talking about the Polynesian? I am talking about the Polynesian, but you're going to talk about the Polynesian. Okay, so... We don't have any dates for this, but, you know, the Polynesian isn't open yet. Now, the DVC side is open, but the Poly itself isn't open. And, in fact, Mark and Bridget were down there. Originally, they were supposed to go to the Poly because, as it happens, Mark and Bridget always go to the Poly. But they ended up staying at the Contemporary because, of course, the Poly was closed. So everybody was expecting it to open. It's now not going to open until next summer sometime. So there will be a very long refurbishment, sort of a Moana, maybe a little bit of Olani in there. I would, I would actually love to see that because Olani is gorgeous. Now, that being said, the Poly itself is not opening, but the DVC property at the Poly yeah. is open. And if I was staying there beginning in early October, the monorail station at the Polynesian is going to be closed for a, a lengthy period. I was... Very surprised to hear that. Now, I also heard that part of the construction is going to involve redoing the lobby, which makes, if if they're closing the monorail stop, then that must mean they're doing work in the lobby. But if they're doing work in the lobby, then are they going to be, are you going to be able to access the Kona Cafe and the uh, the lounge up there? You know, are they going to close as well? And and I have a friend who's actually going to be staying at the bungalows during that time. And she and I were having this discussion. She's the one who told me that you know, the day everything came out, that the monorail wasn't running. And I was really surprised to hear it. And she's not sure if she's going to go because obviously you're paying that kind of money to stay there. Well, you kind of want the monorail running and you definitely want to be able to eat there, you know. And while it's pretty easy to get to the Grand Floridian, what is that, like a 20-minute walk from those bungalows? Disney's official statement is that there is a pathway to the Ticket and Transportation Center, which is a lot closer than the Grand Floridian to the Wong That's houses. a good point. It really is. It's about a 10-minute, 15-minute walk. Would... But then the, then if you go that way, Tony, you end up dealing with all of the 
security issues over there. You've got to deal with security at some point, even if you leave the poly and go yes. into the uh, Grand Floridian. Yes, but there's a difference between having five people in line versus 200 people in line. Because the other day, I was actually, when I drove, because I, I was parked at the Contemporary, and then I, I drove, well, I went to Universal. And <gasps> I went past, I know, right? <laughs> got to go have that butter beer. I went to Universal, but on the way there, I went by the TTC, and there were there was a line from the front of the TTC going all the way under the bridge and into the parking lot by a good hundred yards. You know, and it was longer because, of course, people are supposed to social distance, which they were. But I don't know that I would want to deal with all of that coming from the Polynesian. That would that would be a deal breaker for me, big time. So there is no security between the Poly and the Grand Flow that walk, though. No, but once you get into the Polyne- or the Grand Floridian, you'd have to, of course, go through security there. But again... Oh, we're talking about getting to a park. Uh, I'm sorry. Right. That's like, say you're, you're going to go to a park, yeah. you know, um, say you want to go to, you know, Magic Kingdom or something, um, you would, you know, have to take the monorail from either, you know, yeah. the TTC, well, like Tony said, or the Grand Floridian. But I don't think I'd want to deal with that mess over at the TTC. And then you got to wait for the monorail. You know, at a stop with, again, with a lot of people in line versus, you know, 10 of your most posh friends waiting in line at the Grand Floridian. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be waiting in line at the Grand. I would wonder if they're going to also run a bus, too. Maybe. Mm, yeah, but how often is that going to run? I don't know. That's <laughs> not a big, that is not a big DVC. You've got like, what, 12 bungalows and probably two buildings of DVC over yeah. there? Yeah, and it's they're not and they're not full. I mean, let's and there's be two stories, right? They're yeah. two stories, so it's not even like you're talking like you know, even something like, you know, Animal Kingdom Lodge, like you know, no, it's not a lot. They say that it's Pacific Ocean inspired color palette, as well as details, patterns, and textures from Moana. So, you know, some people online are getting scared if it's going to have like a big statue of Maui in the middle. I don't think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be like going to be a big maui pillow <laughs> yeah yeah those... <laughs> i i hear i hear they're going to put a waterfall in the lobby of the uh the main building of the <laughs> ceremonial house but everyone loved the waterfall until it got got away which it i mean i i don't really totally remember it it was very pretty the whole you know what's weird it was so closed off you never really got a feeling for how big that lobby was until they took it out and then they took it out you're like holy cow this is a lot of space here i'm surprised they're redoing it because to be honest i thought it looked pretty good you know but i just wonder they might be like exchanging carpet and i don't know how much redo they're gonna do if if they do any kind of influence from Olani, we will all be very fortunate because that's an absolutely gorgeous resort. Probably one of the best Disney has ever, you know, done. So that would be awesome. I want they're not doing redoing the pool, are they? They didn't say anything about that. And that was another there was another thing that was just redone. You know, yeah. within five years. As I say that that pool is almost perfection. The yeah, one with the with the volcano. Pool. Yeah. It's cute, and then you have that really nice water play area, which is nice for younger kids. So, and then there's what about Trader Sam's? People love that place. That's not going to be open then, I guess. Yeah, no mention of Trader Sam's or Ohana, which I mean, I can understand why they want to keep part of that closed off, but they're still going to have Kona open while they redo lobby stuff. I mean, they do this all the time. They have 
places open where they're working on construction. That's not something new. I could see then if they feel like they're not going to be able to fill this resort for a while or not fill every resort, then they might as well just keep it closed and then take their time working on it. I don't think they're going to do a lot of money into these rooms. I really don't because they've canceled a lot of other big stuff. Yeah. And I think they're going to, if, if I had to, you know, guess, they would be ripping out carpet and putting in their, you know, their fake floor, like teak flooring, but it's not real wood. And then changing out, you know, painting walls, changing out curtains. Yeah. Fabric. Kind of like soft. soft. Soft refurb, yeah. Exactly. Go I ahead. hope to do something with the wallpaper in the bathroom because that was peeling when I was there. And my biggest complaint, and it's probably my only one, is there's no hook for your towel when you're in the shower to put. There was no hook anywhere. I had to hang it on the open door of the bathroom over the top of the door. What? There was That's nowhere horrible. I, I where was what I had you, nowhere to put my towel. What do they think you are? Amish? But, well, <laughs> I couldn't put it on the counter for the sink because it was just too far away. I have to get out of the shower, dripping wet, to get it, which I don't want to do. I'm trying to avoid walking around the bathroom soaking wet, you know. And how? What about the back of the commode? That is on the other side of the shower, and it's around a wall. So you'd have to break your elbow to reach it, and it's on the, it's on the back side of the shower. So you have and to. And it's also the toilet. You. Everybody yeah. knows the rule is your towel does not touch the toilet. <laughs> that's the, that's the rule. Yeah, yeah. It's written. Oh. I don't understand why there was no hook. Every other hotel room and every other bathroom you've ever been to, there's a hook on the back side of the door, and there just wasn't. I was shocked that they didn't do that. You were that. shocked. I understand. And I the understand. Ca- the campies were in the poly, too, They last year with me. They didn't have one either, so it wasn't like it was just my room. It was oh, you asked them? Well, yeah, because they said, where are you guys putting your – how are you doing this with your towels? And I don't remember what they said. They might have just said they leave it. Or they might have thrown it over the... I mean, you could put it over the curtain rod where the shower curtain is. Because it's a shower curtain. It's not a glass door or a glass wall like the newer bathrooms are. It's still older like that. So maybe they were throwing... I don't like doing that because then it could get wet. Because it's hanging half in, half out of the shower. I have it on good authority that Bridget just has Mark stand there and hold (laughs) it. Has put it somewhere else. So I don't think it's a problem for that. But I believe he, she actually makes him put her his back to her because she doesn't want him looking at her. Uh, that is actually true. That is so, actually true. So, Adam, before your next trip, spend $4. Go buy some 3M command hooks and just stick them on the back of the door for the duration of your stay. Problem knows, solved. Good. Tony knows things because Tony has dad skills. Dads know these things. You'll You'll find this out someday, too. All right. Well, that's an interesting, enlightening segment there on oh. the towel. <laughs> Wait, you have more? No, Go I just ahead. have one more one more thing to say. The Polynesian has already added Lilo and Stitch characters to the rooms and such. Mm-hmm. So this whole adding of, like, I'm not too concerned. I think they're going to put, like, a picture of something from the movie in there. I think they're going to just, like we said, soft. I don't think we're getting big statues of Maui and... Uh, Disappointing. Moana everywhere. I could be wrong, but I don't think they're spending a lot of money on it. So I hate to say it, but like the one good thing to come out of this is they're not going to spend a lot of money to change things that we like to keep the way they were. 
<laughs> it's true. Okay, I wanted to talk a tiny bit about my experience this past weekend and throw in a little food and wine information, really just to talk about crowd levels and, and things like that, because I think that's something that everyone's interested in right now. How are crowd levels changing? What has it been like in the parks? I'll go ahead and start with Universal because we do have people going to Universal. Universal has pretty much stayed, it was a lot like it was when I was there in July and in June. Crowd levels are very, very low. If you've ever thought about going to Universal and you feel comfortable traveling, this is the time to go. I thought the social distancing was excellent. I thought they did a great job of keeping everyone, you know, on task, basically. Over at Disney. Oh, hold on, Chris. Can I throw one thing in about Universal? Yeah, go ahead. If you do decide to go to Universal, they have made a decision to close uh, Volcano Bay, their water park, on Tuesdays and Thursdays for the duration of the year. I saw that. I think it makes a lot of sense, don't you? Yes. I mean, just from a cost-cutting perspective. And I have heard, I mean, if the parks aren't busy, Volcano Bay is definitely not busy. I know I had clients there a couple weeks ago and usually it's hard to get a cabana. For example, they just walked in and got a cabana, you know, so it was not busy at all. Yeah. And, and unfortunately there has been uh, talk around the water cooler uh, that they might be closing the parks on two days a week as well. But that's just at this point rumor. Holy cow. I haven't heard that one. Yep. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's terrible. I mean, I know they had to let some people go. They have let, over the past two weeks, just about 2,100 people go from their resort properties. Yeah, I Um, heard about that. Because in case people didn't know, they've closed down. Okay, so the only resorts over there that are open are Cabana, Royal Pacific, and is there one other open? The Hard Rock. Hard Rock, okay. So that's one, two, three, four, four resorts closed. Five. Okay, so that's really disappointing. I, I, Like I said, I thought they were doing a really great job over there. I know I complained about the mobile ordering when I first went there. I got my food very easily, so I, that's all I can say. Maybe a 20-minute wait, for example, like to go on the Hogwarts Express. It was posted 30. No wait times, really. You know, for most of the rides, obviously, you're going to have wait times for Hagrid and stuff like that. Over at Disney... Same thing, very good job of social distancing. And I say this because the airports were a disaster. Like I flew out of Atlanta and even though they had little markers on the ground, nobody was social distancing. Airplanes, they told people how to get off the plane. Nobody did it. Um, I don't know that I would fly again. Um, I'm supposed to go down for some training in October. I'm thinking I might drive. Now, when you flew, did you wear a standard just cloth mask or did you go with some type of N95 mask? I just wore a standard mask. And honestly, I felt, I do feel kind of safe. You know, I'm real cautious. I wash my hands. Everyone on the plane had their masks on. Nobody was messing around. There was no drama. It's just that, you know how when people get off the plane, when the plane lands, it's click, 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 click. Everybody takes their seatbelt off, starts grabbing their stuff. Even though like, 
they said now, and we were early too, so there was no reason for rushing off the plane. Even though they said, please get off the plane, you know, like let, don't even get out of your seat until the people in front of you are, you know, six feet ahead of you walking off the plane, which honestly would have been pretty quick, right? Nobody did that. And it it started with the family in the back that ran off the plane, past everyone. And it just got worse from there. And like, it's just unfortunate. Well, first of all, it, look, none of, no one likes us, right? But we got to do it. And it's unfortunate that not everybody is really mindful of that kind of, you know, just of their, of what they should be doing. Having said that. You were the third person off the plane. No. From from row 25. I was way up in the front for once. I sat next to a lady and her dog and the poor dog shook the entire time. So the dog maybe knew something we didn't know. Yeah, I mean, it was disappointing. And also going through security, not so much in Orlando, which was like a walk-on. I never have that happen in Orlando. But in Atlanta, I had like a 30-minute wait and nobody was social distancing. And, you, you know, you can't ask employees to just constantly be on top of other people. It's, it's, on the, it's on the people who are, you know, the clients, the guests, whatever. But anyway, back to Disney. I thought Disney did a great job of social distancing. It was immaculate. I mean, it's great going into these bathrooms and being like, yes, which immaculate stall will I choose today? You know, I mean, because you don't always have that experience. You know, 10 o'clock in the park, you're like trying, you're like, it takes you three tries before you find a stall that you really want to use. And it's not because they're not trying because people are, you know, the cast members are cleaning up, but people get messy, right? But anyway, the bathrooms are clean, the restaurants were clean. So I was very impressed. My pretty sure my room at Pop had not been used. I'm almost positive on that one. I think I was the first person back in the room. And you know, they have the little remote control with the little thing on top of the little plastic cover um, on the shower. You know how like, and I know Tony and Adam don't like, well, Adam doesn't say the values, but you know how they have the little shower gel and the shampoo and everything. They have like plastic over that. So, you know, it's been clean. Chris, Chris, do you know why I like staying in the values? Because Cheryl lets you? No, because they have hooks on the doors. They have hooks on the doors. You are right. And if they didn't have a hook, you would know to bring your own, right? I would. Exactly. So, yeah, so that was clean. Gondola, immaculate. So we go to Epcot and we go to Food and Wine. That was a little crowded. It reminded me a lot of like a day in September, like a weekday, you know, not a weekend, but a weekday. So I think maybe the wait times were 10, 15 minutes to to get something. If you go, keep in mind that probably a third of the stands you would have seen last year, you just, you don't have as many. So that does mean the lines are going to be a little bit longer. And um, even even the booths that they do have aren't fully up now. No, um, that's actually true. Yeah. Because I know that Islands of the Caribbean, uh, that kiosk is only open sporadically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I read yesterday that both Spain and the Alps are only going to be utilized when the crowds are high. That makes a lot of sense, actually. So both of those were open on Saturday we went to the to the one the Spain kiosk. The Alps were open, but you know, again, hot cheese in August not really ideal. Mm. Um, <laughs> pizza? Uh, okay, well, that's different, right? Oh, okay. um, 
Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was definitely, but there was no one in line at that one. And Spain had a pretty short line, Brazil, short line, you know, Italy, of course, had this like 20 minute line always. I did have the cannoli there. It was absolutely delicious. But yeah, I think if you go try to go during the week, people were very good about social distancing. Again, I think there's something about the power of Disney that makes people not want to mess up because I didn't see a lot of cast members going, you know, six feet apart, get on the line, but people were doing it for the most part. And that's saying a lot because there were quite a few drunk people there. There were still the groups, you know, doing their thing, drinking around the world. We, we kept running into this one. Hey, by the way, happy birthday, Amanda, whoever you are. There was some Amanda having a birthday and we kept running into them celebrating. Happy birthday, Amanda. Whoever you are, Amanda. Yeah, well, I, I still hear even, even from the locals, uh, you know, here we are two months in, uh, that they feel safer on property at Disney than they do, you know, out and about around their area, yeah. their their neighborhoods that you know where they would normally shop and live. Hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like that too. I when I come home here, and I will say, and I live north of Atlanta. For people who don't know, I will say that the attitude here initially, I think, was. Do we really have to wear masks? You know, half the people not wearing them. It is a rarity to see someone not wearing a mask around here now. I think people have kind of gotten on board about it. But I still think I I feel safer at Disney. And, like, it's so clean, you know. And you can't, like, and somebody was saying, one of the agents was talking to me because she was kind of nervous. She's sending someone who's a first-timer this, I think, next week. And... She was like, you know, I, I'm kind of nervous. There won't be characters. There won't be fireworks. And I thought, well, you're going to spoil them because they're going to go and there are going to be no crowds. And that's that's a real gift if you're a Disney fan. Tony, you're supposed to go. Like, Are you still going down? Maybe. Tony has yes. a very weird thing planned. Go ahead and tell us what you're doing because it's kind of, first of all, when I saw you in our little private group messaging about it, I was like, wait a minute. He's doing what? Because it doesn't really seem like your kind of thing. It's very crazy. All right. Well, I hope my mother's not listening. But, uh, <laughs> Does your mom listen? No. No. Well, there you go. Well, um, thanks. To because we're, we're, we're trying to do this in secret. So no one tell oh, her. Okay. But um, we are attempting to fly down, visit the Walt Disney World Resort, and get out of Florida in less than 24 hours because. If we stay in Florida for more than 24 hours, then we are required to quarantine for 14 days upon our return to Connecticut. So our intention is to fly down, arrive in Florida around 11, head down to the Magic Kingdom, stay overnight at Pop, and then leave on a 9.30 a.m. flight the next morning. Wait a minute. What time are you going to get in? We are landing at 11. Okay. And how late is the park open that day six. Oh gosh so you're gonna get there in theory you're renting a car we are renting a car okay so that's smart straight get there to the at park. 12 we'll be at the park by 12 no luggage because it's only an overnight thing wait Just a minute six hours toothbrush? <laughs> pardon toothbrush oh we'll buy one down there Okay. <laughs> so crazy. Well, you well can... we just need one toothbrush between the three of us. Oh, yeah. That's romantic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
avoid Tony in the park. <laughs> okay, you can bring a little overnight bag. You're giving me a rash not bringing it. I will. You need clean underwear, Tony, for God's sakes. I will. Um, and socks. This is assuming everything goes okay with the flight on time, right, Tony? That is, that is correct. See, I actually love this because I love when people do something kind of, I don't know, I don't want to use, let me figure the proper word. I don't want to say crazy, but it is kind of crazy. You know, it's definitely different. It's a little crazy. It's something we normally wouldn't do. Initially, it started because, you know, there were $29 one-way flights down. Okay. And uh, a cheap, you know, staying at Pop, it's the cheapest we can go. Uh, the, the only problem is that Southwest out of Connecticut has gotten rid of all their nonstop flights down in the morning. Uh, so we actually have to stop it in Baltimore. Hmm. Um, otherwise, we'd be down there probably by 9. It, you know, it makes it nice to get in by 11 because then we don't have to get up at the crack of dawn the next morning to get down to the airport. So, um, yeah, it's completely out of character for me, for Cheryl. So we'll we'll see what happens. Oh, it's going to be fun. And it's six hours. And then, okay, so are you doing like a special dinner that night? You should do something good. Um, the plan is to go back to the pop at six, uh, ride the <laughs> Skyliner. That's uh-huh. another ride. It's like a bonus yeah. ride. That's, yeah, it is. Because, That's a good because point. Because we want to we do that. And, and then once we've ridden this, you know, because uh, Skyliner is only open for what, an hour and a half, two hours after Hollywood Studios closes in Epcot. When does Hollywood um, close that day? I think it's seven, seven okay. or eight that night. All um, right. But after we ride the Skyliner and do a loop on that, we're going to head down to Disney Springs and grab dinner and perhaps see some friends. Ah. Or perhaps some, some podcast listeners. Ooh. Okay. Are their names, do they rhyme with Asen and Edge? <laughs> it could, it hopefully. Hopefully okay. it could be close. I love them. Okay. All right. That's cool, actually. Well, I am excited for you because, I mean, again, I think it's it's not really you. It's different. Yeah. But also, I think you guys need a little fun. So First off, it's it's totally me, but this is, is so not Cheryl. Yeah, that's kind of true, right? I mean, I, I'll be honest. I've done that little bit of time. I drove down. I probably got there at like noonish. Um, and then I left at like four in the morning the next mm-hmm. day. Of course, the park was open later. Um, and that was because I had like, you know, just some like, it was work related stuff, but I also wanted to have fun. But, you know, the park was open till probably 10 or 11, you know, so right. that made it a little more worth it. Yeah, I've, I've always wanted to do one of those things where you jump on a 6am flight, get down there at nine, spend the whole day in the park, take a, you know, 10 o'clock flight back. But that's just, that's really not feasible. No, and it's definitely not feasible now because, you know, the fall decorations are coming out on the 15th of this month. And I thought, oh, well, I'll go down and get pictures for the agents. I can go down cheaply for one day. But unfortunately, like the earliest I can get there is probably 1130. And then I would have to turn around and get right back on a plane at like, you know, six. And that's kind of tough. So with with no nonstop flights, even going to Atlanta, you know, there's not a lot now. But, you know, if we have any listeners who do feel the urge to go to uh, the Walt Disney World Resort Complex for a longer stay, there was some good news earlier this week. Oh, valid point. Tell us about it. And that is the fact that some discounts were released. It's been a while since we've seen some discounts. And the first thing is that if you are a Florida resident 
Walt Disney World has extended the room discount offer for the period of September 1st through December 25th. Uh, so you can check that out. And then uh, if you're a Florida resident, you can also get up to 30% off a stay at Disney's Vero Beach Resort between September 27th and November 21st, and then November 27th through December 17th. Now, here's the big one. It is the Magic is Here vacation package. Uh, you can save up to $500 on a four-night, four-day Walt Disney World vacation package. It is available uh, for most nights September 4th through December 25th. It must be booked by December 25th of 2020. If you are staying in a deluxe villa or a deluxe resort, you can save up to $500. If you're staying in a moderate property, you can save up to $250. A value resort will get you a $100 savings and a campsite, you'll save $60. In all the years I've been selling Disney, going to Disney, I have never seen a off an offer that is this specific, but it is the magic is here room only offer for residents of Alabama, Georgia, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia, and West, Virg West Virginia. Once again, those dates are September 4th through December 25th. If you are staying in a deluxe villa or a deluxe resort, you can save up to 30%. If you're staying in a moderate property, you can save up to 25%, a value resort up to a 20% savings, and on the campgrounds, you will save up to 15%. So some pretty big, uh, big savings. Uh, great time to go for the holidays. You're not going to get uh, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party this year, but it is decorated for fall. Uh, you'll get to see that. No word on Christmas party yet. Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party has not yet been canceled, so I would assume that they're going to go that route, but uh, we don't know for sure yet. Maryland is on that list? No. Mississippi. So no Maryland. No Maryland. No Maryland. So it's the Mason-Dixon line. It is the Mason-Dixon line. Correct? I would wow. like to tell you right now that Maryland is below the Mason-Dixon. It is? It is. Yes, it is. I, I, yeah. I thought it was between Maryland and Virginia. No, it's not. So it's between Maryland and, like, Pennsylvania? Yes. Oh, okay. I, thought I mean, Maryland's... honestly, it's not very Southern, but, yeah. I mean, <laughs> parts of it are. I, I went to law school in Maryland, and I will tell you that the people who came from the Eastern Shore area, there were was, there was some thick accents there. And it was very surprising to me, coming from Tallahassee, Florida, um, yeah. where, you know, it's pretty Southern. But, yeah. It, no, it's beneath the Mason-Dixon. Coming from New Jersey, it's like once we cross into, yeah, like Maryland, it's south. Yeah. The, and it's the, so not far from me. It's not. It's it's four or five hours to Maryland. And it's just like a different world. It's just it's just kind of, I don't know, It's it's I'm being stupid, but it's just kind of funny how they... The, the Mason-Dixon line is the border between Pennsylvania, Maryland, Delaware, and West Virginia. I've been wrong for a long time. Then for I your whole life. Between, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was like where DC is, the the dividing line between like Maryland and and it DC. It almost but, makes more sense, right? But no, it's yeah. not. Now, not to talk politics, but the Civil War that wasn't Virginia the South when Maryland was the North. Yes, but then West Virginia was the North. Was there West Virginia then? I think so. Wasn't there? Now, now, now we're in trouble. This is why we need Mark. <laughs> I don't, right? Where the heck this is, is Mark? <laughs> this is his expertise. All right. Well, those. Hey, you know what? All those states are 
you know, the quote-unquote driving distance. I think it's a smart idea to, to tap into that. So if anybody wants from those states, Chris, if you want to adopt me so I can change my driver's license to so Georgia. I had a lot of thought of, thoughts about this. And <laughs> about I, me me adopting me? <laughs> oh, we'll adopt you. That's fine. You, you can watch my kids. They, they like you, um, especially Thomas. So I have some, I have some thoughts about this. Obviously, this is because Disney's trying to get people who will drive to come to Disney, right? Because the flying makes a lot of people uncomfortable. And when you add that to the fact that all of you have, you know, various requirements for travel, keeping you from traveling, etc. But I think some of it's got to do has has to do with flying, right? I thought to myself, you know, travel agents are very competitive. So this kind of gives your Southern travel agents a bit of an edge because, you know, our friends can go to Disney, but your friends can't. I'm sorry. So I just thought that was kind of ironic. I haven't heard anyone complaining about it and pointing that out, but I would be surprised if that wasn't somewhat the feeling. But anyway. Yes, I despise you all. You despise us all. Sorry, you know, but you know, we have to deal with things you don't like um, extreme oppressive heat and giant snakes, apparently, according to my neighborhood homeowners association. Okay, well, that's very interesting. And as always, if you want to go, give us a call. It's free or help us free. And we kind of we love Disney. So we'll do a good job. Okay, do we have any other things to talk about? Actually, yes. Oh, we were sort of talking about Halloween and there's no Halloween party, but mm-hmm. from September 15th through October 31st, Halloween, you will be allowed to wear a costume in the Magic Kingdom. Chris, are you going to? Are the kids going to go down and dress up down Main Street, USA? They don't want to dress up. I don't know why. They might change their minds. I think my youngest might. I think Thomas might. No one else does. I mean, you know, yeah. You still have to wear your face coverings, and they're saying that. Children younger than 14 can wear a mask, a costume mask. Right. But I guess they still have to wear a regular face mask underneath? I I don't know how that's going to work. I guess it would. Well, the kids really don't wear. It's not like when, you know, I was a kid and Tony was a kid. They wear those little plastic masks. Get your plastic (laughs) witch mask. Those were great. Like four Um, minutes after you put it on was just full of condensation and you couldn't breathe. (laughs) Yes. Ah, that's so funny. Um, yeah, yeah, those were bad. I, I don't think Adam remembers those. They probably didn't have those by the time he was a, old enough to trick or treat. Oh, that's right, you didn't go, did you? Yeah, I didn't even. I didn't do Halloween. Okay, well, you're not missing anything. Yes, you are. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. And, and no full length capes are allowed either. Oh well, that's Ugh. disappointing. So, so Tony, you can't go as uh, Doctor Strange. I cannot. And they will have, like the Halloween parties, they will have the fun food that you can purchase. You know, different things like orange Mickey waffles, special popcorn buckets. Oh, pumpkin spiced Mickey waffle sundae. Wow, that looks good. So, uh, and then all the Halloween merch. So it's like, I guess you could call it a Halloween party, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party light. Yeah, I'd go with that. And they they said they're going to do Halloween themed cavalcades. Um, oh, that's adorable. Okay. Come yeah. Up. So they'll, I mean, they'll have the characters in costume. Maybe they'll throw in a hitchhiking ghost here or there, which would be cool. Right. I think that's a really I think it's a really good idea because they're not having Halloween parties, but 
you know, people have want to wear costumes, maybe make it a make it an event. Well, and I, I think it sounds fun, and I love that they're doing, you know, the food and everything and the costumes. I think that's cute. And to be honest, it's sort of a nice opportunity for people who don't want to pay 80 or $90 or more a person to go to a five-hour event. So, hey, good for them. You know, they get to have a little bit of that Halloween party fun just with their regular admission. And you know what? I'm, I'm assuming a lot of these items, like the popcorn buckets and they yeah. already and the merch, they already had in development. You know, made. right? Good. So point. yeah, you know, sell it, but don't just sell it and not tell anybody. Tell us that you can wear your costume and sell it. So I just think it's interesting too, because at the end of the day, everyone's trying to make things as good as they can be, you know, and if you just go in with a good attitude and realize that there are real benefits, like, yeah, the park hours are shorter, but that means you can have a nice relaxing dinner. You can go back to the room. It's a little bit like, it's a little more like a real vacation in some ways, because you're not going from seven o'clock until 11 o'clock every day. Cause you know, there, I have friends who they'll go to the parks my friend, Alicia, who um, you both, you know, she will literally be in those parks the whole time. And I'm like, that's not a vacation. Like you need two or three days to recover when you get home. But like when I was down there over the weekend, I, you know, I basically did what Tony did. I had like 30 hours on the ground. I felt really relaxed because I had, I couldn't hop. I couldn't stay up late in the parks. You know, I was in bed by 10 o'clock watching, you know, the news, which was of course very conducive to sleep. But yeah, it was it was very nice. So, it is what you make it. Tony, are you going before the fifteenth? Yes, we are going on the twelfth. Oh, so you can't wear your cape costume? Well, no, you couldn't wear it anyway. He's going in October, though, right? You guys are still going down, maybe. Pa- oh, well, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe after maybe after Thanksgiving will be our next. Yeah. Year. Oh, okay. November. And should... I would not I would not wear a cape because in September it will still be warm enough for my mesh half shirt. And I don't want to cover any of that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank goodness. I've I've it's my, one of my favorite things that you wear, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's 1984 all over again. It is. Yes. Have you honestly ever seen a human wearing one of those in person? I have not. I don't think. In 1984, I, I owned at least three mesh half shirts. Did you really? <laughs> I did. <Stop. laughs> oh, I Lord. think in downtown Disney, Disneyland, maybe not in Disneyland, but certainly like right outside of it, I've seen that wow. recently. Is that in yeah. style again? I think for certain people, it is. Yeah. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> people. Oh, my God. I would love to see you in that. No. <laughs> you, you know, Chris, 1984 uh, mesh half shirt and a pair of jams. Remember jams? The multicolor shorts. Oh, my God. Uh, but they're sweatpants, too, right? Were no, those... Those, those were like the Zubaz pants or whatever they were called. God. I can remember, like, liking a guy and then going to the gym and he had those on. And you'd be like, do I want to continue this thing? Because he owns these pants. So... Perhaps he had a supply of those pants in his eye rock. <laughs> what is that? Oh, the car. His Camaro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Well, you know, those were the days, right? You know, I mean, people did different things and it was, it was bad. And, and as somebody who once accidentally outrun the police driving a Camaro, I am not going to talk. <laughs> 
So that was an accident. I was playing a joke on someone. Anyway, I didn't realize it wasn't the cop I thought it was. But that's another story for another day. Well, then I'm going to turn it over to Tony. Excellent. Thank you, Chris. I'd like to remind all of our listeners that, as always, our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel. Check out their website, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. Request a quote and let Chris and her team help plan a trip that will provide your families with the memories of a lifetime. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on the Mouse and More podcast. On behalf of Chris and Adam, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.